Welcome to the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm Brett Twitty, Director of Admissions for the Executive Formats of the Darden MBA, and you are listening to a new episode. So on this episode, I'd like to return to an ongoing conversation that we are having with some of our first-year students, Jonas Porcar-Ferrer and Bobin Patel, about their experience in the program. Hopefully, by now, you've had a chance to check out our first conversation. Uh, we recorded that during quarter one and uh, recently sat down with them. They are now in quarter three. Uh, Bobin has been on the Brazil Global Residency. Jonas has been through a few more weekend residencies. And we sat down to talk a little bit more about how things are going, how they're balancing school and life and work, as well as what they've enjoyed about the program so far. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jonas and Bobin. Jonas, Bobin, welcome back. Hi. Hey, Brett. Nice to be back. All right. So you're further along now, quarter three, fresh off of quarter two. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning you're roughly 33% of the way through the program. <laughs> Do you feel 33% of the way through the program? Mm, I, I wouldn't say so. Like It feels like we still have a long way, but yeah, it's one third already. I can't believe it. Yeah, I agree with uh, Jonas there. Um, I mean, I look at my calendar uh, earlier this morning, it, it, you know, it looks like 30% done, but it doesn't feel like it um, <laughs> because we still have a, a long ways to go in and a lot, lot more to learn. So you just wrapped up quarter two, and I'm sure some of our, our listeners are wondering, okay, so quarter two, they may know it's a global quarter, and by global quarter, we mean a global residency is offered in that quarter. So uh, Bob, and as we discussed in the first episode uh, that you did, uh, you're a Gimbo Format student. Jonas, you're an Imbo Format student. Uh, so let's talk about what your respective quarter twos look like. Um, so let's start with you, Jonas. Okay. Uh, you did not travel on the global residency. I didn't. So uh, for our listeners at home, which global residency will you be doing? I'll be going to India in November. So All right. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, quarter eight. So yeah. you got a ways. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And so um, what did what did quarter two look like for you? Well, it was a little bit different because uh, our, our classmates in the Gemba format, the ones that chose Brazil, were away. So the cohort felt a little bit different because there was a mix uh, for, um, between the Roslyn base and Charlottesville base. So it was, I mean, it was great because we had the opportunity to network and meet these other guys that are in Charlottesville. So that was that was great. At the same time, it, it felt like I, I missed particularly the guys that went to Brazil, Bobby included. And we had to we had new learning teams, so we had to. So that was a great opportunity also to to know how to work with these uh, other. Classmates and in terms of classes that we, well, we had accounting, we had a, um, a course on leadership, leader organizations. We also kicked off uh, action learning, which is a method to, to solve problems that is used in organizations. And the only difference uh, between us and the, and the Gemba students was that we had this class on explorations on enterprise leadership. In, in this case, in this quarter, it was focused on the, on the healthcare sector. Yeah, so so much to unpack there. So uh, you had a class that's called EEL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobin had a class called Global Leadership Exploration, GLE. Mm-hmm. Um, so get into that a little bit more. Uh, one of the things that both of you may know for the class of 2021 is that both sections will be based here. Uh, and so some of the you know mixing that you talked about in the in the global quarter will kind of organically happen you know, just because of the nature of having everyone here uh, during the weekend residencies in the domestic quarters and obviously some mixing still in the global quarters depending on who's traveling and who's not. Um, and so, Bobin, you went to Brazil. On that trip, we're all Gimbo Format students. There's 34 of you. 
in the class of 2020 and some EMBA students who ha- who chose Brazil as, as their global residency. They participate in it. As an EMBA format student, you do one of the four global residencies, option to do two. But So how was the trip? Oh, the trip was amazing. Uh, exceeded all my expectations. Uh, you know, when you start the program, you hear about global residency and um, you know the amount of work you have to do in preparation. You know for that because it's a short period of time. You know, you're going there for about six, seven days, uh, and you know I have family and and you know most most of us you know do uh, you know kids and and other significant others and um, you know leaving them and, and managing your workload while you know you're away. You know it's a big responsibility and in a, in a major undertaking. So. Uh, but while I was there, uh, because I had prepared in advance, and we'll get to, get into time management in a bit, but because you know I was prepared, I was really able to take advantage of everything that the uh, GLE, uh, the Global Leadership and Experience, had to offer. Um, we were you know in Brazil for seven days, and and just to kind of give you some logistics information is, um, you know, we we're in a city um, called Sao Paulo. Uh, we started off in Sao Paulo. We we're there for. Uh, about two days. Uh, then one day we had a travel day, which we traveled from Sao Paulo to Rio. Uh, and in between uh, traveling, we made a stop in, a, in a, another city where we um, had uh, site visits uh, lined up for us. And then we went to Rio. So when we started the uh, GLE, um, we you know have a lot of coursework in accounting, le- leading organization, uh, as well as GLE. Uh, but that's also uh, there are also opportunities for us to explore the city, uh, be it Sao Paulo or Rio. Uh, also, you know, get a chance to really understand the culture uh, because we also had speakers um, in, in Rio. We had speakers from Ernst and Young uh, who were uh, who told us about the uh, infrastructure development projects that they undertook uh, in preparation for the Olympics that took place in Rio in the summer of 2016. Uh, and, and we also had a couple of visits lined up. Um, we went to Embraer, which is a Brazilian aerospace company, uh, which recently Boeing just bought a stake in. Uh, we were able to talk to the program director and see the assembly lines firsthand. Uh, and this is something you don't get to do, uh, you know, if you're going to you know a city or a country by yourself. Uh, so you know the school has great contacts at all these locations and companies, which you're able to leverage. Uh, we also went to a GM uh, plant uh, near Sao Paulo, and uh, and I visited a, G- uh, a different auto uh, company, uh, automotive company pl- plant here. So I was able to kind of c- compare and contrast uh, how they manufacture cars there. Uh, and our uh, third company visit was uh, at AES, which is a global energy company, and, uh, and they have uh, offices worldwide. And uh, we were able to see firsthand what they're doing uh, to you know differentiate themselves, uh, you know, to better compete, uh, you know, in the energy uh, market. So overall, uh, we had a lot of uh, company visits, um, you know, a lot of great content uh, and casework, um, you know, that we uh, we were able to learn from. Uh, And also, you know, uh, to complement that, we also visited uh, Chrysler Redeemer statue, uh, beautiful beaches, you know, in Rio. Um, that I you know missed you know till date in this cold weather while we were recording. Um, so overall, uh, I think it was a, it was a very very fun experience. 
So uh, when I listen to you describe that, it, it feels like you must have been there for about 30 days. Uh, <laughs> but it turns out, uh, just just a week, just a week, um, Sunday to, to Saturday or so. And uh, for our listeners at home, I have to, we were talking about this before we got started. I have to throw in there, in case you're wondering if life happens while people are in this program, Bobin, upon return from Brazil, uh, share with our listeners uh, what, what happened with your family. So I uh, get off the plane and I call my wife. Um, I was issues; she was pregnant, and I call her, and the baby was not, you know, due till later in December. And I, I call her, and you know, she's in hospital uh, in labor, and uh, so I'm going there, uh, going to the hospital directly from the airport, and I've been sleep deprived 24 hours, and you know, go to the hospital, and within a few hours, baby boy is born. So it was a lot of excitement back to back. Uh, I'm just glad I didn't miss the the delivery uh, portion of it because I know I would have I'm gonna you know I would have heard from my wife <laughs> all my life. So uh, overall, it was just a great experience, you know, to come back from Brazil and and you know uh, be blessed with the, the boy. Well, congratulations. That's that's awesome. Um, and uh, you know, when we say share uh, the the class calendar with the. Uh, people in your life we we do not anticipate that newborns are aware of it but obviously um perhaps had a sense that oh this is a good day be back from the global residency so um so joe i just want to talk a little bit about eel um this is a class that is is a can take many uh many different forms uh you looked at healthcare. um what what exactly did that did that involve well it was very interesting for me coming from a from a different country that, and, you know, and one of the things that really strikes you when you get to the U.S. is how different the, the healthcare sector is. And we are all somehow related, I mean, uh, customers of this sector, being patients at least. So it's a very complex system. And uh, thanks to the discourse, uh, we were able to dissect it, uh, look at the different players in the industry. Actually, there's one of the cases had a, like a role-playing activity. So we were, we had to take one of the yeah, we had to play as one of the well, either patients or, or payers or providers. So when facing a, like a situation, being able to understand the different takes from the different periods was really, was really helpful. Also, the, the different trends in the industry, the challenges that it faces, it's, a very, it's, a very, it's growing really fast, uh, one of the fastest uh, growing industries in the country. And also looking at it from the perspective of innovation, and I'm not talking just about... Uh, Technology, which it's also about how to look uh, look at the sector from a different perspective, how to do innovations on uh, yeah, on on the way we deliver healthcare to to the patients, and yeah, we got uh, speakers, alum, Darden alumni also like that currently work as uh, executives in the sector. So it was very very practical and and very and we learned a lot about this this emerging sector in, in the U.S. Yeah, roughly sixteen uh, percent or so of the of the U.S. economy is tied up in healthcare, and you're right, we're all patients. So I just want to add something. Um, so as Jonas, you know, discussed what he learned uh, while he was here at the residency uh, in Brazil, uh, we had a class uh, called Leading Organization, which was led by um, Lynn Isabella, and uh, she did a tremendous job. And this class just kind of give you, you know, a brief. 30,000 uh, level picture, uh, it talks about, you know, goes into detail about how we can 
how, how to become a better leader and, and what things you have to keep in mind uh, with the world becoming, you know, with, with the business becoming more and more global. And, and, uh, and as you lead, as you work or even, you know, lead in a multinational firm, you know, what are some of the things that you have to keep in mind um, as you, you know, uh, you know, progress in your career? Uh, so to me, I definitely found that class very, very rewarding. Uh, not to say that accounting uh, and, and, and the other course was not rewarding, and they, they equally were. Uh, it's just I have a, a affinity towards soft skills, and this class really, uh, you know, really helped me, um, you know, really think through some of the challenges that one would face in a global organization. Yeah, this is where you see a little bit of the similarities, right? Mm-hmm. So you're both in, I mean, the global residencies are, are delivered during the core. And so uh, you both had the same core classes, which were leading organizations and accounting. Yeah. And then the difference was the domestic classes, EEL, which Jonas mm-hmm. talked about, and then GLE. And so uh, if you're looking for more detail on that, I will put in a quick plug for the Discover Darden blog. When we profiled the blog, uh, the, the trips to both Brazil and India, while you were in Brazil, we actually had uh, 2019s in India. A little bit more structure uh, was shared about how everything works and what classes you're taking. So if you want to read something, you want to refer to something, uh, maybe even as you listen to this podcast, check out the Discover Darden blog. So uh, we spent a lot of time in the first conversation uh, talking about time commitment and, and how you're juggling school and life and work. Uh, you're a little bit further along here. You're now in the fifth month or so of of the program. How is that? How is that going? It's going good. I think uh, like we've in the past episode we discussed about how we were learning, for example, about optimizing our time spent on working on cases. Uh, for example, in this this quarter, Belvin and I we are in the same learning team. It's just an informal learning team that we have like somehow formed and. So right now we the way we work and I think it's it's a great way to work is for every case there's like a couple of like case captains something like that so people that are going to really deep dive on the case so the rest of us just want have to read up, uh, through the case and then these two uh, two people that are in charge of the case explain and dissect the case for the others so that's helping a lot so and they put really great notes that we share uh, in the learning team, so that's one thing that has changed, and for me, it makes a, it has made a big difference on the way that I approach the cases, and the, and I feel much better prepared now for for the for this quarter. I don't know if you will you see, for, for you the same. Yeah, so I agree with everything with Jonas said. Um, you know, with with, with cases, uh, accounting is now my strong suit. For example, I don't have a formal education in accounting, so you know, those are the, some of the cases that I try to take on. Um, as as opposed to shying away from it, so I can actually learn something, um, and I'll team up with somebody you know in my learning team, for example, Laura or Olivia, who are you know we, we call them accounting experts, and um, you know they'll help us out, and which is a great thing because there is so much collaboration, so much teamwork going on, uh, and and you definitely feel like a part of a team and, and very well supported, um, and and everybody in the team you know has helped me. Uh, just become a, you know a, a better uh, add to my learning experience pretty much. Uh, in terms of time management, um, I thought I was doing pretty well until I had a had a baby boy. Um, so I'm having to rethink uh, some of the time management. Uh, but overall, it's definitely from the previous the last podcast that we recorded. It's definitely uh, it's definitely gotten much better because as a team we're starting to understand each other. Uh, uh, you know our strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and where we can complement each other, 
um, and also, uh, and, you know, utilizing some of the tools as in such as OneNote, uh, you know, much better than you know what I previous you know what I previously did, um, and also you know just getting better at uh, understanding uh, cases because we have some some foundational knowledge uh, you know uh, with the LR one and 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 a Q one Q two. The one thing that people talk about, uh, talk with alumni or people graduate from the program, is that the program forces you to sort of accept what you're really good at and acknowledge maybe what you're less good at and seek out those people who can be helpful. I mean, you just surround people with with so many different talents that you realize your own talents, but you also realize your blind spots. Is is that sort of squared with your experience? Like like Bavin said, like, for example, for me, I have an engineering background, so I'm good with numbers or understanding like yeah finance and accounting as, as well but of course like we have experts on like this or cpas or i'm more like a quant but we have also some poets you know, within our team so yeah definitely and the good thing is that as you complement we complement each other of, of on our strengths uh you start i mean everybody's like ready to help and ready to to support you your learning experience and it's it's much more rich this way, no? Like, uh, yeah, like just saying, okay, I'm not really good at this. Please, somebody can just help me on this, or or we just complement each other. Yeah, yeah even during um, you know accounting cases and financial you know accounting or financial management cases, you know, a lot of times in the class we'll have a question that can have ten different answer based on uh, you know whatever the you know question is asking. And it is great to hear different perspective. And sometimes, you know, when you're talking about ethics, um, you know, you can really and try to, you know, you can you really, you know, learn a lot from your from your classmates because everybody has a unique perspective and they all come from different backgrounds. Uh, so what you may think, uh, you know, you know, one may or may not do in one industry uh, may be totally acceptable in another. Um, uh, so from general management perspective, so I think it helps you really understand, you know, uh, just different industries. And from ethics perspective, you really, you know, you really get to understand uh, the different, um, I guess, regulations and laws uh, that one wouldn't think, you know, uh, to think of. Uh, especially, you need to know all those because if you're going to be in a, in a global company or even a local company or startup, uh, you, you know, the world is becoming more and more global. Um, so you have to, you know, keep in mind, um, you know, are you becoming a, are, are you a well-rounded leader? Um, because just just knowing soft skills or just knowing the accounting or the finance is not enough. So I think some of these classes really kind of help us become a well-rounded leaders. So you're here in quarter three. So uh, what classes are you taking right now? We have uh, finance. Corporate finance. We have accounting part two, like the sequel. <laughs> we have, yeah, uh, we also are continuing our action learning experience, uh, which is, like I said before, like a method uh, to solve problems in teams. Like, yeah, it's, and we also have a, a class on corporate communications, which is really, I'm very excited about that because I think it's one of, uh, as I said, I think I, I understand numbers quick quite fast but i think i have to work on my skills on communicating and it's very important in today's world like for example today we were on a class discussing a, like letter of a of a ceo to the shareholders and how do you you need to like tune the message to your audience and the importance of 
of the yeah of the purpose of the message and the way you, you deliver and the exact words and the and how to connect with the, with the, with your audience and I think that's that's a really interesting class. Yeah, and I have a background in consulting, so you know I always you know before coming to Darwin, you know obviously I understand the message, how we deliver the message, the importance of it, but uh, you know the management communication class just you know completely um, you know changed. So, you know how I approach some of the communications now, and and you know just obviously understanding your audience is important, but how do you kind of draft that message and have you, you know, crafted and and you know the balance of data versus you know the language that you use. Um, we we really you know uh, get to learn from from actual cases and and by looking at you know uh, different companies and how CEOs communicating to other CEOs and as well as, you know, leaders in their organizations, uh, as well as their employees. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a great experience, you know, in, in that particular uh, course. So now that you're, uh, I think we've established 30%, 30% of the way in, um, what's been the most surprising thing so far about the program? Uh, something that's, you know, maybe you didn't expect coming in. It's maybe a pleasant surprise or just, uh, you know, sort of you remarked upon it like, man, that's been, that's been really interesting. For me, um, I would say it's definitely, um, obviously I'm learning a lot from the content and, and, and you know, that's being provided, uh, be it case, and, you know, be it directly from the professors, you know, who are teaching these amazing courses. But uh, for me, it's, it's um, just the interaction, you know, with my classmates during case discussions and after, you know, just, just you know, having a drink or, or having a dinner together. Um, you know, I mean, just, just last night to give an example, we were talking with one of my, you know, classmates about, you know, him, him potentially in starting a, a company and, and those are the discussions you're, you're having. And, and although I may not be an entrepreneur, I at least get a window into his world. Right. So it just helps me, um, you know, connect more with the, what's, what's going on and, and, uh, in, you know, in, in the, um, outside world. And if I wasn't in this program, I would never even know. Uh, to think some of the things uh, one need to think of, you know, if you're, you know, in a startup company. So it just, you know, the more you know, um, you know for me, you know, the, the better. Um, and by just be surrounding myself with other, you know, talented individuals um, definitely, um, you know, helps me, um, you know, just be a better leader. So uh, how about you, Jonas? Well, I, I would like also to like to mention the the powerful connections that we're making here in in Darden and the the quality of the cohort and, and everybody's. But also, I think one thing that is really really amazing how fast you can apply what you learn here, not only in, in your work but also the way it changes like the lens the, that you see uh, like the world like in terms of like economics or or finance for example you. It's, it's, it's sometimes just simple things like now reading the Wall Street Journal is a complete different experience for me or just looking at the news or trying the it really gives you more tools and more like uh, abilities to understand to understand and, and really uh, digest uh, the news and, and understand business models understand and that not only applies to your of course to your to your career and, and your job but also to your personal life and the way you relate to to the world and i'll add one more thing to that is that i just thought of that is you know understanding financial statements uh, to me coming into <laughs> the program 
uh, this was one of the things that uh, I really wanted to learn is is because uh, in past I had colleagues who really understood this well and I could never speak the jar or no, jargon or could never understand it and now I'm you know getting to a point where I can you know look at the income statement or a balance sheet or a statement of cash flow and you know be able to really understand a company and what they're doing um, so for me that's like I'm I'm you know I'm very surprised at how far I've come in, in a, you know a few short months so um, I'm sure there's been highlights all along through uh, its first five months or so. Um, but when, you know, reflecting back on the experience so far, obviously we talked a little bit about what's been surprising. You know, what's like one one memory that you have? Maybe it was a case you read, a discussion that you had that, that really stands out for you um, as like, gosh, this is one of the reasons why I'm excited I came to Darden. I'll let Bobby answer first. Well, um, I'll uh, mention that in the leading organization uh, case, which uh, was delivered in Brazil, um, besides the amazing location, the one thing I uh, re really resonated with me, and it was you know almost thought provoking, uh, yeah, was one of the cases we discussed, and we were just talking about a, a firehouse scenario, uh, and without getting into too much detail, uh, the overall high level you know thought processes. Uh, you know when you're working when you're working uh, you know and, and developing your, your team you know how, how there are two different ways to to really establish um, you know patterns of communication uh, in a in a like a firefight mode as opposed to a training mode um, and uh, to the listeners that you may not make complete sense but uh, it, it was to me it was just one of those cases where like when you read through it and you have the discussion you know and two-hour two discussion with your classmates it really makes you wonder about some of the things uh, and how you can you know how you can um, better communicate and and just some of the blind spots that you have as a leader um, you know that one needs to think of and the other thing is uh, there was another case uh, which uh, you know talked about uh, building you know how much time you're spending building your network as opposed to how much time uh, you're spending at work just doing the work so you know just looking at that balance to me that I mean, that's a very subtle thing um, but it can have a profound impact uh, long term in your career yeah how about you jonas i think that for me, i've been thinking about it i think it was a moment in leader hello same same course and it was one of these aha moments that that you feel strongly identified with the case and what's going on. And, and in this, well, I don't want also to, you know, talk about much about it, but it basically, the message is, is that you need to drop your tools when you're advanced to a new management role. You need to somehow like let or train uh, somebody to, to take your previous role on, and then start learning your, your new role, your, your new responsibilities. Because I, I felt identified uh, in, in my career that sometimes I was evolving to a new role uh, um, or a new management position, but I was somehow still like into my, I didn't want to just drop my, my previous responsibilities because I, maybe I didn't trust that they were, I wanted to, to be, I was very personal and, and, and I, I know I felt like, okay, this is something that I can really apply tomorrow when I'm back uh, in, in my job and, and really I need to, to work on this because I think it's going to be positive for, for my career. Yeah, that move from technician to manager can be really challenging, right? I think 
all of us have struggled with that at some point in our career where, you know, you were really in it, in, in the weeds and, and working on it, and all of a sudden you're now supposed to be watching a team or overseeing a team and helping them uh, deal with those kind of problems from that supervisory level. It's hard to let go sometimes and, and sort of become that, that new new role, new kind of leader. Yeah, it's this resistance to change that we all have. and Because, yeah, sometimes when you take that step, you're very good at what you are already, but you need to, okay, say, okay, no, now I'm moving to a new uh, position, to a new responsibility, so I need to drop my tools or make sure that, like, who is in charge now of this, my past responsibilities, uh, and knows how to do it, so invest on training, on, on leave a legacy, uh, but hey, you have, need to focus on, on what's new and to focus on growing. Yeah, it's an interesting point, this idea of like, you become senior at one thing, but junior at, an, at another thing, like you're growing, starting all over in some ways. Um, so Bob, does that resonate with you in terms of your career progression? Absolutely, um, and, and I... You know, as as Junas mentioned, you know, dropping your tools, you know, along the same, you know, uh, lines, you know, when when I, you know, make that transition, you know, one day to, let's say, director level position, you know, I mean, knowing what I know now, it just helps me because um, one can get into very, you know, deep, you know, uh, uh, I, wanna, I don't want to say micromanager role, but uh, sometimes it's very tough for people to leave uh, things behind. Uh, in terms of letting the people who you know who are in your team uh, do what they're hard to do, and and you know you feel like you have to pretty much manage everything, but uh, you know going through the L course and some of the other courses, you know just learn the specific um, you know tools that we have at our disposal to um, you know better communicate, better empower uh, our leaders uh, and our team members to be be a leader. Uh, because you can't be same place at all, you know, at all times. So how can you empower others? How can you develop that relationship um, and have a trust in your team that they will carry you through? Uh, and you know, just just like Jonas said, you know, uh, kind of like leave a legacy behind. So we'll have you back on the show, obviously, to talk more about how things are going. Uh, before we sign off here, any any last words for for our listeners? Anything you like to like to share with them? Yeah, I mean, uh, I know some of the things that we talked about, it may feel like uh, that we were, you know, being too specific or, or not not be too specific. Uh, and there's a reason for that. So I apologize for that. But overall, um, you know, it's been it's been you know, a great experience um, so far, you know, third, third of the way through uh, and looking forward to our next residency, which is happening uh, in the next two, uh, two months. Uh, so we'll be going to China uh, and uh, Europe in summer. So looking forward to that and some of the other exciting courses that are, that are uh, coming our way. Yeah, that's right. So Jonas, you'll be on that India trip. So you got a, you yeah. got a few glo- global residencies yeah. and we'll get to see you all again in, in February for your weekend. So how about you? Any, any last words, Jonas? Yeah, I would like to close just encouraging everybody, all the potential students thinking about applying to Darden to come here to our like uh, to Roslyn to, to, you know, come for, for, for a class or for, and visit because this that's the... We can talk here for hours, but the only way to 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 live and experience what Darden is is to come here and sit down for a class and and feel the, this uh, the case methodology and uh, and the you know the role playing and and what what really is uh, to spend some time here with us and we are o- always welcoming pot- uh, students and potential students and 
just come and meet us and and i think it's it's a great experience yeah we are huge fans of encouraging people to come for a class visit i think it's a fantastic way to experience firsthand the culture of the program, right? Uh, the learning experience, certainly case method. I know that can feel abstract to people. What is it? What does it mean? Uh, sitting in on a class, observing a class is a, is a great way to make it less abstract. Um, you get to talk with current students, maybe even have lunch with current students. I don't know about y'all, but free lunch has always always yeah. been, been good for me. And the catering is great. so Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Snacks, you, you can gain some weight in this program. We've, we've been joking about that. So um, so hopefully, uh, listen to Jonas, uh, listen to Bob in here, come for a class visit. Um, it's a great way to experience the program. And we're recording this in January. So if you're sitting at home wondering about an application, great time to apply. Uh, this is really peak season for us, January, February, March, April. Still plenty of space in the class, uh, plenty of opportunities to apply. Deadline's coming up essentially the 10th of every month, and we'll go until the class is full. So, uh, Jonas, Bobbin, thank you so much. We always appreciate your taking time out of, out of what's a very busy residency for you. Thanks. Thank you, Brad. I always love doing these, so uh, pleasure is mine. Thank you. And that was my conversation with Jonas Porcar ferrer and Bobbin Patel, two students in our class of 2020. So, as always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, mba at darden.virginia.edu. Until next time, thanks for listening.